of visitation. Hear the Spirit call. Welcome to another podcast of Dr. Leslie Bakupong. Be blessed as you listen. Today is a different kind of service. Hallelujah. It's a different kind of service. So you're wondering what kind of service is it? Alright. Yeah, it's a, it's a type of jambalaya. But today's service, I call it Let's Talk. Let's Talk. Yeah, let's Talk. Sometimes it's good to share ideas on issues of life. Hallelujah. The Bible says, iron sharpeneth iron, and so does the countenance of a man. You see, wisdom doesn't only come from the pulpit. Sometimes, something somebody will say in the crowd, that is what will solve somebody's problem. Do you understand? Uh-huh. Today is that kind of problem. And we are generally a young church, alright? And in your youth, there are a lot of issues that are issues for everybody. You understand? They are everybody's business. And so today what I'm going to do is that it's a question people have asked me a lot. I'm going to put that question across and we're going to talk about it. And I know in trying to answer the question, it will generate other questions. Alright? So today, I mean, we are, we are going to talk. We are going to talk. I'm not the only one going to do the talking. Hallelujah. Pastor, do you have your microphone ready? Uh-huh. Yes. As we discuss it, it will bring up a lot of things that I believe will be beneficial to everybody seated here. And, I mean, at any point in time, if you feel like asking a question, you can raise your hand. So when you raise your hand, it's either a contribution or a question or whatever. I mean, everything is allowed today. All right. So what is this question that people have been asking me that today I'm also asking you? For all of us to debate and as i said it will generate other questions all right so that by the time we are done we would have discussed the whole issue holistically one of the worrying things in christianity right now is the rate of divorce it's, it's a big thing it's like the courts are recording more christian divorces than ever at any particular point in time all right and i prayed a certain prayer to god that in overflow we'll have zero percent divorce rate it's a prayer i pray to god that in this church when i bless the marriage finish Agbena. nothing like we are going to court to go and share property and this one the three children give me two and take one those kind of things are not they are not good it's not a, a good testimony for the for the kingdom of god hallelujah so that that is my prayer and to achieve that is not just prayer but you need information as well to help you in decision making and how to handle certain things when they come your way amen and in this church we have people at different levels where you know the the issue of male female relationships are concerned there are people at different levels there are some they don't have any at all but may the lord look your way <laughs> there are some too that are in relationships there are others too that are getting ready to get married and there are those like us who are already married all right so we are going to take ideas from all angles ideas and questions and all of that so that the question i'm posing to the crowd today is that when is the right time to get married when is the right time to get married okay so use two minutes to chew on the question when is the right time to get married? and as i said it will generate a lot of other questions okay when is the right time to get married i'll give you my opinion at a certain point in time but for such a question there isn't only one answer all right 
it depends on a lot of things okay and as i said as we are talking when questions crop up in your mind feel free to raise your hand we'll bring the microphone to you or if you are shy to talk you write it on a piece of paper and pass it for we'll read it for you or if it's your own issue but you don't want us to know it's you you put it on a piece of paper or you can raise your hand and say my sister or a friend of mine had this problem meanwhile <laughs> it may be you now all right so the question on board is when is the right time to get married okay can i have the microphone in fact for this question i think pastor Alpha, you are the best person to start oh don't you agree with me we agree 100 percent is the best person to because <laughs> yeah he's the best person to start answering that question yes so tell us <laughs> when in your opinion is the best time to get married because i know you are living it now you know so so tell us when, when in your opinion is the best time to get married yes okay so i think we can take it on a number of levels yes uh, give us level one but um it's it's not about how old you are okay. you know what what age you are i don't think that should be a factor in when you get married but i think readiness in certain aspects Okay. Um, number one, spiritual maturity. Okay. Spiritually, you should be mature to a certain point, especially if you are a man, because you'll be the priest and the prophet of your house. So you must have I think that point deserves a round of applause. It's a powerful point. That means don't go for Amalekites. They cannot be priests and prophets. You understand? You prophesy wrong things into your life. <laughs> Yes, please continue. Then um, mentally as well, you should be you should be matured. You should be able to make the right decisions, okay. stick by them, plan your life. So mentally, mental maturity is also essential. Mm -hmm. Financial maturity is also another. Because weddings come at a cost, and even the marriage that follows, even at a greater cost. So you have to be financially ready. Mm -hmm for marriage because in the marriage children will come school fees and the like so it's it's more than just you going to the roadside to buy indomie in the evenings <laughs> now you have to be financially matured amen, amen. Right. Is that all? then oh, then <laughs> then again to on the emotional level as well uh -huh. because marriage comes with a lot of issues when you are dating you will not see a lot of things but once you marry and everybody relaxes you realize that certain things begin to pop up and you should have the emotional maturity to deal with them so things like anger pride all those soulish tendencies that seem to creep in you must make sure that they are under control before you get married so i think if you put these things in place you should be beautiful let's put our hands together for you can see you are ready you are ready All right, let's let's get a, this was a male perspective of it. Let's get a female perspective. A female. Oh, this one I will I will choose. You see, the way I chose some people are laughing because they know I may be coming today. The way I chose Pastor Alpha because he's in that season. Today I'm choking people. Aha. <laughs> uh -huh. So, for the female perspective of this it, it tells you that something is cooking you understand it tells you something is cooking hey, she's laughing very hey, i'm coming towards her have a follow me with the microphone uh -huh. let me go back small let me go back small. should i turn left or right let me go right Should I go to the front or to the back? I shall go to the back. Should I turn again or should I move this way? Please, Elder Sandra, please tell us. I'm 
choking people. I'm choking people. <laughs> yeah, so what, what do you think are the Pastor Alpha has given us a few from a male's point of view. Please give us some feminine insight into the question at hand. Yes. When 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 do you think is the right time? So um, I think marriage is not a, a small feat, mm-hmm. and um, you should marry when you feel you are stable enough to take um, someone's life to join to yours. That's right. So if you think you can't, um, you are not at a place where you can handle yourself, you are, you are stable financially, spiritually, um, emotionally, psychologically, at work, at school, if you don't think you are stable, I don't think it would be a right time to go and look for someone else to come and join to yourself. Let's put our hands together for her. Powerful contribution. There was somebody I wanted to move to, but the person is not in church today. But I shall get to the person later. Yes, any more contributions to this? Like, what, what, what is the right time? So they've talked about financial stability. Financial stability. Financial. Let, let's take a perspective of somebody who is already married. Auntie Lauren, please. <laughs> let's, let's hear your perspective on that. Uh-huh. When do you think is the, is the right time to get married? Yes. Good morning. Morning. Um, hmm. So, I'll tell you what I did. Sure. <laughs> After a series of failed relationships, um, I decided that I needed to do some introspection. And then, you see, the person who created you knows you best. And he knows the best person for you. So before you get married, you need to go back to the source. To factory settings so I decided that no more relationships the only relationship I'll concentrate on is my relationship with my maker and at the right time he who created me he knows my DNA he knows my anger he knows my mood swings he knows my competencies he knows my flaws will find someone who can you know marriage is a fix Initially, it's a bit of a rough fit because there's some chiseling that needs to be done. That's right. But essentially, when the right person comes, it's like um, a jigsaw puzzle. It fits. And it's only God who can find that person for you. And you'll be surprised. Once you leave him to take that decision for you, it will happen. Some women feel that you need to dress up and go out and let guys see you and, you know, be walking around all dolled up and, um, what's the word, slaying and all that. <laughs> but trust me, I met my husband in my dining room in my pajamas. Not that he was there, no. But somebody just saw him and said, I think I have the woman for you. And we had never met, we didn't know each other, we had never crossed paths. But now looking back, I know that it was truly the hand of God. And it's only because I went back to factory settings and dedicated time to my relationship with God. So before you get married, you must know God. If you don't know God, trust me, even if the person comes and he's the right fit, the marriage won't work because... God cannot speak to you. God cannot intervene when you are doing the wrong thing. God cannot tell you, as for this thing that he's saying, don't talk. Just look at his face and pretend like you are listening. <laughs> so that's what I think. Wow. Let's put our hands together for him. That's some, some powerful insights there. Powerful insights there. All right. One of the issues that came up was financial readiness. So the question is, how financially ready must you be? I mean, when we say financial readiness, what do you mean? Pastor Alpha, you made that point, so can you clarify? What do you mean by being ready financially? 
I mean, we need clarification because somebody may think, oh, you must have your own house, you must have your own car, you must, you know, all of those things. What, 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 what exactly do you mean by being financially ready? There are certain basic needs that must be met. Okay. So you need to have a place where you are living. Sure. At least even if it's a rented place, you've rented it for a number of years, you know that it's secured. Mm -hmm. The place should be furnished, maybe not shepherd, but basic things like a chair bed and some kitchen appliances as well okay. so once you're at the point where you can afford the basic needs of life then i think i think that puts you at a certain level of readiness maybe another level of readiness beyond that will be when you have enough to take care of emergencies that will come up you can have just enough to do those things but at least you can even go further by having more than that to take care of any unexpected thing that comes up. When you're at that level, I think you are financially ready. Yes, and I think it raised a very important issue about having reserves for emergencies. We black people, we don't think that way. It's like, Charlie, when the money comes, the budget has already been made for it. Nothing like saving. And it's, it's very, very important. We need to develop the discipline, the discipline not to touch certain parts of our monies all right so that when emergencies come you have something to fall on everybody must develop that that habit you, you shouldn't be there and it's like i know things can be hard but trust me you can always adjust to whatever money you have you can always adjust the problem with most people is that when you start getting more money your taste also increases it's all because we don't have i mean you've been dreaming of eating ice cream every day for a very long time and before you couldn't afford suddenly i mean something has happened and you have a salary increase or some extra money comes in instead of disciplining yourself and saying okay um we don't know what we call delayed pleasure we want everything now 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 now, now. and that is the reason why most people can't build wealth a lot of people can't save money people can't have any reserves all right it's very 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 important have that mentality to keep some money to keep some money for emergencies very 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 important being financially ready also brings the whole issue of the wedding into question all right it's, it's one of the reasons why the gentlemen are, are not coming forward it's like i mean you expected to do a certain kind of wedding and nowadays with social media and all of those things the pressure is a lot not just the pressure for the wedding but even the, pre the pressure to be in a relationship we'll come to that one social media it has its <laughs> positive sides and its negative sides so the, the pressure to have a certain kind of wedding is creeping into the society you know me and my stance on these things don't do what you can't afford you understand don't do what you can't afford. Don't do what you can't afford. Me, I even believe in the concept of the bring your cook wedding. <laughs> bring your cook. So everybody, you're under the invitation, right? Bring, bring your cook. Everybody, if it's can't cook, bring it, put it in your bag. When it's time for refreshment, take it out. The man of God prays over it. Attend the cook into the blood of Jesus any sickness in your body after you drink then there will be testimonies <laughs> all right so cut your coat according to your size the truth is that when it comes to weddings and marriage spiritual component is the most important thing don't overstretch yourself and don't delay too much i mean when you feel you are ready don't don't delay too much because you want to hit a certain level you want to have a certain kind of wedding it's i mean for me that's how i think i don't know how i just think but i don't think it's necessary to have and if you have the money to do it fine but if you don't 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 feel pressured and now i've been seeing you know there, there are certain churches that are promoting that kind of very simple wedding sam has a thousand ghana cd i love the idea thousand ghana cds you just spend thousand ghana cds so one crate of minerals then you invite is it 10 or 15 people they do it fast i saw a video of a wedding and 
Everybody was dressed like this on the internet. Everybody was dressed like this. Few people, they finished, they danced, they said, I don't know, they aren't married. I'm married. I said, if you, even if you don't have money to buy a ring, go and cut wire and bring it. We'll make it into a second. I'll bless it. And you put it on the finger of your wife. The spiritual component of it is what is most important. Hallelujah. Let, let's not get drowned in the whole social media bars. And you see, some people will drive these things because it's money in some people's pockets. Now, there's those in photography and things. You see, people doing photography, you have to start making a business out of it. Because nowadays, what's the, what's the average price you are paying for, for photography in a wedding? 5,000. 5,000 cities just for crack, 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 pictures like that. When we were getting married, it wasn't like that. Though. It wasn't like those days, we didn't even have digital cameras. It was these Kodak. The ones that you put the film inside. And for me, those ones should have even been more expensive. Because that one, you buy the film. And afterwards, you go and print it. You go and develop it. That's money. But this one, all you need is the camera and memory space. When you finish, you can delete it. You can do whatever. Upload it somewhere and all of that. So... I, I, I don't understand why it was more expensive it's more expensive now than those days because then the financial input was more than it is now so I don't know so let's, 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 let's learn to cut our coat according to our size hallelujah uh-huh. and the gentlemen say most of the time the pressure comes from the ladies is it true? the pressure it comes from the ladies eh? the ladies are the ones who <laughs> I was talking to somebody some three months ago. She said, ah, but you, if you were a lady, the one day that you have all the attention in this world on you, is your wedding day. The next one will be at your funeral, but that one you will not even be there <laughs> to enjoy the attention. And so we should allow the ladies to you know enjoy i don't know if you have any any opinions on that any anybody with any opinion on that the whole pressure gentlemen are the ladies giving a lot of pressure hey i'm hearing only female voices so. <laughs> in fact between females and males who are more aggressive towards marriage some are saying males some are saying females okay can we have somebody speaking to the issue between females and males who are more aggressive towards towards the julie father says females okay bring her the microphone <laughs> she doesn't want to talk okay you spare her for now yes so generally it looks like it's the females who who are, are very uh, interested in the whole subject of, of of marriage it's not a bad thing but don't give too much pressure to the gentlemen hallelujah Yes, you give them time to be ready and all of that. Now, every marriage will start from a relationship. Okay? Every marriage will start from a relationship. I have this principle that a broken relationship is better than a bad marriage. Yeah. A broken relationship is better than a bad marriage. Keep this principle in your mind. Some people are afraid to break up even when they are seeing all the negative telltale signs. Because you have covenanted with yourself that you enter a relationship only once. There's no way in the Bible that says that. Hallelujah. Some, some of you, it's like that is your aim. I mean, if that happens, it's good. It's fine. But I don't see what is pushing you to Sometimes you can see clearly that this thing, if I enter, I'm not going to be happy. But the mere idea that you'll be known as somebody who has broken up before, it's like, oh, you know, I can't have that. But as I keep saying, ring eh, is a padlock. It's like handcuffs. Once they put it on you, it's supposed to be forever and ever and ever. The Bible has made it clear that God hates divorce. You don't want to be doing something God hates. God is not the type of person you can do 
the things he hates just like that hallelujah and so most of the time when they are blessing marriages they say well, marriage is not a thing to be entered into unadvisedly how many of you have heard that statement before yeah that means you don't just get up and go in there it should have been carefully considered me i tell people if even on the eve of your wedding you have a strong conviction that this thing is not going to work it's better to break off then you'll be seen as wicked but i think you'll be more wicked if you enter that marriage and you know you are not going to make the person happy and you are not going to make yourself happy hallelujah as for a broken heart eventually it will heal a lot of people's destinies have been cut short simply because they entered wrong marriages a lot of people have not been able to fulfill purpose when we are thinking about marriage and things like that most of the time one of the words that is missing is purpose purpose was one of the main reasons why god created the woman for the man companionship was a secondary matter hallelujah companionship was a secondary matter god wanted somebody as a help for the man and companionship was a secondary matter so purpose is very 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 important everybody has a purpose and it is your duty to seek to find and to fulfill that purpose if you don't find your purpose if you don't fulfill your purpose it's like you see on the judgment day you set your own exam question and you blew you didn't answer the question you were giving you are given a particular question that is your purpose solve it and you set your own question and you answered it very 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 well and that is how a lot of people are living so finding your purpose is asking god to show you your purpose is one of the prayers you must pray every day of your life hallelujah because for men eh, if you don't have an idea of where you are going how do you go and tell somebody follow me if the person asks you where are we going you say ah i don't know me when i was going to tell my wife that Charlie, so so and so and so i had an idea of where god was taking me i told me in my life i'm sold out to ministry and there will, a time will come when i'll go into full-time ministry so that you make up your mind <laughs> whether you are ready for this or not hallelujah yeah so you must have an idea where god is saying i'm not saying you 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 get the full picture me me i never got the full, the full picture what i'm doing now this it wasn't part of the picture then i knew i was a preacher i knew i'll be moving around doing a lot of that but church it's like i had shut my mind to the whole idea of church because church can be stressful thank god i have a church that doesn't give me stress amen i'm actually enjoying being a pastor i didn't think i would enjoy pastoring a church like that because you hear your pastor friends and they are complaining and this and this and that and they are always bitter and church members are saying this i mean if you say things about me behind my back to <laughs> now it's between you and the holy spirit but it's important to understand purpose have an idea of where you are going a big picture god will never show you the entire picture that's what i want trust me because if he shows you the entire picture your own belief will stop the purpose of god from coming to pass that's what if God should tell you some of the things he'll do with you. Say, no, no, God, please don't talk to somebody else. Gideon, they called him mighty man of Vela. I'm sure he turned his back. Hey, where is the mighty man? <laughs> he thought there was somebody else standing behind him. God will never show you the entire picture. Because if he shows you the entire picture, your own belief will kill that purpose. I always like to use Rahab. When Rahab, God used Rahab to help Israel to break into Jericho. The Bible says Rahab's home was part of the wall of Jericho. And you know, Rahab was very key in that agenda. What do you think would have happened if the spies who went to see Rahab said, Oh, um, so we are going to invade the land. And as part of the plan, we are going to blow trumpets. And the wall of Jericho will come. When you mention wall of Jericho will come, they say, eh? What are you talking about? My home is in the world. Please, I don't want to be part of this agenda. But even the spies who came, they didn't even know. That instruction came last minute. 
Hallelujah. So there are some things God will just bring up on you because he knows if he reveals it earlier, your own biases and your own prejudices will not make that agenda come to pass. Me like this, I'm sure if God had revealed it earlier, pastoral, I would have even locked my mind the more. I don't know, no, no. Like, it can't be God speaking. It cannot be. It's, it's something else. God, God says something else. Sometimes when you are hearing God, it could be Satan. Yes. It could be Satan. <laughs> it could be Satan. So for the gentlemen especially, the reason why when it comes to the issue of purpose, I am focusing a bit on the gentlemen is that whether we like it or not, the man is the one who drives the purpose of the home. That is how God made it. And the ladies, you have to accept it. That that is how God made it. It doesn't matter how highly educated you are. You may be more financially stable than your husband. But God made it such that the man is the head of the home. Period. Hallelujah. That is how God made it. So if you say your husband is not wise. Your husband takes bad decisions. I don't want to use the F-O-O-L word. <laughs> and you say your husband is that. So because of that, you can't respect him. Then it means you yourself, you were F-O-O enough to decide to marry a man who is F-O-O. Because it takes an F-O-O person to, <laughs> to agree to a lifetime relationship with somebody who is an F-O-O. You understand the point I'm making? Once you agree, you have to submit. It's as simple as that. One of the loopholes in every home that Satan uses to enter and attack homes and families is the lack of submission. I'm telling you the truth. When God creates a pattern and you decide that I'm doing my own thing, when the enemy is coming, God can just decide, okay, let me fold my arms. Because I told you this is how it's supposed to be done. And you are doing your own thing. This is the path you are supposed to take. And you decide to leave the path. If you stay on this path, the one that I said, I am with you on it. So when trouble comes, I can stand and fight for you. But you decided that I'm taking my own path and I'm doing my own thing. When the enemy comes this way, I'm not there to help you. Do you get the picture I'm trying to paint? Submission is key. And a lot of times, the ladies think that submission is, so, is difficult. Submission is easy. It's, it's a very, very easy thing. Those of us in medicine, when you have a boss and there's a difficult case, life and death, the moment you see your boss arrive, you, you start breathing. <laughs> because whatever happens, it is on the boss's head. It, it can't be your fault. It's the same with marriage. When you have a head who will take the ultimate responsibility for things, how difficult? It's not difficult though. It's not a difficult thing at all. So let's understand the whole concept of submission. Submission doesn't mean you're a slave. Submission doesn't mean you're inferior. If you are submitting, all it means is that you are, you are different and your role is different. It's as simple as that. Men are not superior to women. Women are not inferior to men. Men and women are just different. Are you getting the point I'm making? Let's accept these differences and work with these differences and our relationships and our marriages will be better okay let me talk about marriages because when it comes to we'll talk about the relationship but in a relationship you are not married yet hallelujah submission does not come in you understand what i'm saying uh-huh. the gentlemen who the moment they're in a relationship with the expect you, you wash for them you clean for them every weekend come and clean my room and this is a, and i know on this campus it's happening me i got to talk to a lot of people so i know the things that are happening around Come and wash for me. Come and clean for me. This is a, one lady. She came. She said she doesn't even know what to do to, to make him happy. Every single day she cooks for him to come and eat. We are both students. Our parents are taking care of us. And when he comes, and you are cooking rice too much, and it's this, 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 and he's always. Like, she came to cry to me. I was like, really. No, and this one, I'm not telling you another story, so. Right here, Kolebu. Yeah, yeah. Every single day she has to cook for him. Why? 
so the submission doesn't come in when you are not married the day he puts the ring on and pastor says you are husband and wife that is when the submission begins ladies are you understanding me yes he's cooking for him and he says oh no i have to let him see my wifely qualities the truth is that some of the gentlemen when you give them too much they lose interest sometimes you have to make them chase a bit you understand you see we we have to express love and everything in our relationships but some of you ladies you make the gentlemen feel like without them you cannot live uh no you make them feel like without them you can't live and those who are immature you see if the person is mature when a person is expressing a year you want to reciprocate it but the immature ones will take advantage of it and feel like even when they are wrong in a relationship they have a way of turning it for you to be the one apologizing how many of you know what i'm talking about yes it's all because you're making it look like he's your oxygen as you said i cannot live without you You can't even point it out when you think he's done something wrong because you're afraid you'll get angry and say, okay, I don't want to have anything to do with you again. And you go and cry 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 and cry. The submission starts after marriage. It starts after marriage. Some of you, you cook for them. You wash for them. You give them pocket money. Your pocket money, you divide it while you pay time. You pay that in church. I say, offer three. You make your face as if you don't have money. But you are giving it to some boy somewhere. Watch for them, cook for them, give them money. And some people even warm their beds. Atonement, eh? Okay. <laughs> you are setting a huge trap for yourself. I'm telling you. You are setting yourself up for a major heartbreak. A major heartbreak i know somebody like that oh she was like fully dedicated giving everything when i say everything she was giving everything this is what i'm talking about just three months ago and in her mind we are going to get married and the reason why she even compromised on a sexual level is that she accepted this lie of the devil that oh eventually we are going to get married anyway you know that lie that that lie that, that one <laughs> eventually are going to get married anyway gave everything this one was three months ago when she thought things were moving forward for them to get married and everything suddenly frequency of calls reduced everything one day she went to facebook and saw engagement pictures this one, I'm not telling you an unanswered story. This lady nearly committed suicide. I had to come in and interview. Engagement pictures. And what was most painful is that, you know, everybody has their insecurities, right? Every human being, you have your insecurities. You have certain things you are insecure about. Maybe something about your body, or you wish you were darker, or you wish you were lighter, or you wish you were slimmer. You know, everybody has some of those insecurities. And the most painful thing about it is that the lady she saw in the picture had the things she wished she had. So it's like, uh, you all this while that I was with you, you were not satisfied with me. You were looking for what I didn't have. So these things happen. You give away too much. Let, let's, let's get into some deeper talk. Can, can I go a bit deeper? This thing called sex, eh? It's not just a physical activity. It's not just an exercise <laughs> it's not just a physical activity it is way deeper than that it is way deeper than that 
sleeping with somebody means you are tying your inner man with the person's inner man that is what it means and the reason why god decided that this thing is only for people who are married is that when you get married the bible says you become one flesh you become one flesh so the ultimate aim of marriage is that you become one person which is both the flesh and the inner man that is what makes you a person is your flesh and your inner man that's what makes you a person so if marriage makes you one flesh consummating the marriage with sexual intercourse completes the union do you get the point i'm making so it's meant to make you one human being so this is a case where you haven't even become one flesh but you have jumped i'm trying to let you see how big a jump it is you have jumped and now you are tying your inner being with the person's inner being that is why some people even after marriage there's some old boyfriend be the moment he whatsapps them they begin to tremble and their temperature rises it's because there's some soul tie somewhere but today i pray that every soul tie be broken in the name of jesus if you can't say amen because you think when you say amen you will realize that i say may every soul tie be broken in the name of jesus one of the reasons why people are not happy in their marriages because you see you are tied to so many different people so the bonding that is left for the one that you are is a weak bond it's a weak bond very very very, very weak. van der waals bond <laughs> it's a weak bond <laughs> I always like to use carbon carbon that's why i'm going to science more carbon can usually bond to four things right can bond to four things so if you have methane which is ch4 carbon bonding to four different hydrogen if you take the bond between each of the carbon and hydrogen bonds and you compare it to the bond between carbon and oxygen in carbon monoxide where all of carbons binding power is bound to just one oxygen it's a strong kind of bond and that is the reason why marriages are failing because the bonds are too many so your bond with this one is too weak and the plenty bonds too opens you up for unnecessary comparison you understand what i'm talking about one of the things that kills relationships and marriages is comparing. You look at this person. Let me tell you. You won't find one person who has 100% of the things you are looking for. It's not possible. Sometimes people find themselves in a situation where there are three people they wish they could bind them together into one human being and marry the person. But you can't do that. You need to make a choice. What it means is that as you are walking around, you see people with the qualities you wish the one you chose has. But how do you handle those things? That's what will determine whether you are happy in your relationship or not. When you see those qualities, you just give thanks to God and move on. Hallelujah. Maybe she has all the qualities you like, but you like long hair. But she too, her hair is brainer. She struggles. <laughs> she struggles to get hair so doesn't mean when you anytime you see a lady with long hair you start imagine what if what if that question can kill your relationship it can kill your marriage the what if question what if it had been me and this one and you, and you put yourself in the situation and you are comparing and comparing Oh, this this guy is so kind-hearted this my guy that times he can act up small he can be some way but you have decided to be with him hallelujah you see the thing about love is that you take the person for their strengths and their weaknesses you know infatuation or a crash that one is all about the strengths the fineness the way the person talks the person is pretty handsome you know 
the way the person sings and things like that you see them is like, oh god <laughs> the guy they be <laughs> it's all about the strength and most of the time the people you have crashes on crash you don't even have a close relationship with them it's like it's a bit far away and you are then you're having sleepless nights it's a normal part of life hallelujah if you have not experienced it before come we will deliver you you need deliverance he is only worried about souls. So. He is always in the heavens. <laughs> if you have never gone through that phase before, there is something wrong with you. There's something wrong with you. You see, God gives you the chance to see the counterfeit, to handle the counterfeit, so that when the real one comes, you can tell. That's what crashes are. They are just counterfeit loud. They just counterfeit those are the banks who can spot counterfeits the ability is based on the fact that they've given them counterfeits to handle and they've also handled the real ones so when they touch the counterfeit now they know it is a normal thing to be infatuated and you see you can decide who you have a crush on and who you will not it doesn't just come upon you like that no you decide it it comes from concentrating on the strengths of the person so if it is how handsome the person is you go and imagine it until it enters your heart <laughs> you even photoshop him in your mind and add features he doesn't have <laughs> it's all because you concentrate on the strengths of the person that's what the bible says guard your heart for out of it proceeds the issues of life what makes you fall for somebody is what you think the things you think about the person if you think about the person you imagine oh what, what will it be like if we were holding hands walking on the beach kubuki yeah <laughs> and you keep thinking and thinking and thinking about this and trust me these things can happen even after you are married yes it can happen after you are married Maybe you want a certain level of attention from your spouse. And the person is, is trying, but it's not reaching that level. And some work colleague somewhere who seems to have a lot of time, who seems to, you know, it's like the whole thing is like we understand each other, you know, that sort of thing. And nowadays with, with social media, extramarital affairs have become easy. Very, 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 very easy. Those days, if you make a phone call, you have to go to a communication center. That is a, it's just a, it's a, people can, can be there in a day, and every 30 minutes, they are chatting with one particular person. And all of these things form unnecessary bonds. Hallelujah. If you want to be happy in your relationship, you want to be happy in your marriage, stop comparing whoever you are with to other people. It will not help you because most of the time the person you are comparing with you've, you've created a fantasy in your mind you don't know the reality you don't know what it is like to be in a relationship with the person you may see somebody admire the person from afar until you are in a relationship with the person you will know what it really is like all you are doing is just imagining and it's a fantasy it's a perfect fantasy and you are comparing that perfect fantasy with the relationship you are in which is imperfect with all its imperfections when you put perfection or a fantasy against imperfection imperfection will never stand a chance and that is how come unhappiness breeds in marriages unhappiness breeds in relationships so you just concentrate on the person look this is who god has given me when i see other qualities i like i thank god and move on rather than concentrating and and imagining things and and and, and all of that you may think oh you are 100 percent in love with this person if you open your heart you can start falling for somebody else i'm telling you if you open your heart it's all about what you think about it's all about what you allow to enter your heart comparison also comes in especially where the females are concerned when they are chatting oh my my boy does this he does this he does it and they're sitting eh, that's for me my guy there <laughs> and he's talking so suddenly 
you are not happy when you are with him he asks you a question and you give one answer straight straight answers and you also be there wondering ah, what is wrong with that i don't know most of the time the guy, then you start scanning your mind have i done something wrong you know the non-verbal body like women know how to do that in power like they want your body to cheer you with non-verbal oh just one answer don't be rude though the guys do you appreciate what i'm talking about that's ah, one are you okay yes ah, is everything everything is fine you know the person you know how the person is under normal circumstances no you are not fine i said everything is fine it's a sermon on its own everything is fine <laughs> eh? ladies why do you do that <laughs> i told you behave that way eh? it, it, we, in fact we want to know <laughs> want to know why you behave that way sometimes you know you see, it's a hormones. Eh? No, but you can't be controlled by hormones. A child of God cannot be controlled by hormones. If the men too say they are going to be controlled by hormones, yours is estrogen. It has the things it does. It makes you moody. It makes you say things like, "Let it take What has <laughs> You know. And the male hormone too is testosterone. Do you know what testosterone does? <laughs> testosterone controls aggression. That is why generally men are more aggressive than women. But there are some women, eh? <laughs> there are some women, eh? When it comes to aggression, they have a PhD in it. But testosterone controls aggression. It also controls libido. That is why generally it's believed men are more sexually oriented than females. But nowadays it's like the women who are saying what a man can do, a woman can also do. The rate of cheating where women is concerned, now it has gone up. I don't know whether it has gone up or now they are being caught more. I don't know which of the two it is. During my training as a hematologist, I spent three months with the blood bank. And when I was there, I was attached to the team that was doing um, paternity tests. Those days, the DNA thing wasn't so popular. So if you wanted paternity tests, it was blood tests to do, and it was blood service that you should do. For the three months that I was there, not a single one of the tests we did ended with the one that everybody thought was the father being the father. Not even one for three months. Not even one. Every one of them show sure. <laughs> not Hey, in fact, it was an eye opener. That's like what women can do. <laughs> hey, my boss, Prof. Ankrabedu, said one day a couple went to do a test. Like they just did some general test, HB electrophoresis for the entire family. A couple with four children. The woman is AC, the man is AA. Firstborn, SC. Secondborn, AA. Thirdborn, AA. Lastborn, SC. So when the doctor saw, he was confused. He didn't tell them anything. He said, There's a hematologist, go and see him. <laughs> to explain. He didn't tell the couple what he had seen and what it meant and everything. He said, They should come and see him. And according to Prof, the day they entered his office, of course, I mean, this one, you can use the excuse of spontaneous gene mutation. It's possible. But it is rare enough that for it to happen twice in the same family, it is super rare. And according to him, when they walked into his office, they were holding hands, laughing, smiling, like everything was fine. So he decided, look, this matter, I don't want to go inside. He talked to them about something and said, go, go and continue your marriage. I'm not the one to come and spoil this. Whether it's a fool's paradise or it's a proper paradise, I'm not the one to spoil it. So now, 
The females are also deciding now what the men can do. But that is not your portion in Jesus' name. That is why we are children of God. Hallelujah. Yeah, that is why we are children of God. Our standards are higher. We live on a higher plane. The Bible says, He that is born of the Spirit is spirit. That is why your hormones don't control you. Your hormones don't, the Bible didn't say walk in the flesh or walk in the soul. It said walk in the spirit. What it means is that those days when your hormones want to take over, that is when you have to enter the spirit. When you wake up and, and, and you see, it's the gentlemen that are, are responding to this one. I expect the ladies to be responding to this one because this one, it applies to you. Hallelujah. You wake up and you feel like insulting everybody. You feel like, I don't want to talk to anybody. It's like suddenly you are impatient. Slightest anybody that irritates you. But you see, we, we've sort of accepted that these things are normal. And it's hurting our relationships. It's hurting our marriages. Because sometimes in the men, there's a point to which you can take certain things. It's like, ah, this thing, I'm hoping that you mature out of it. But as you are growing more, it's getting worse. That is when you, the woman, too, must take or talk. You see, all these things are soulish tendencies. Say soulish tendencies. And a believer doesn't live in the realm of the soul. We live in the spirit. You have to learn to command your soul to come into alignment with your Holy Ghost inspired spirit. You need to learn to speak to your soul. When you are getting depressed, speak to your soul. This one, both men and women. There are times, look, depressed. Like you to, speak to your soul. Somebody said, arise, oh my soul. Be strong and march forward. You need to learn to address your soul. Why should you be there and you want to insult somebody without any reason? It is a soulish tendency. You just want, it could be, in fact, this one, it is Satan. It's not it could be Satan, it is Satan. You, you cannot live like that. Allow your hormones to lead you. That's why I said, if the men to decide to allow their hormones to lead them, it's going to be disaster in the home. So we must all take control and be in the spirit. Tell somebody, be in the spirit. When those tendencies are coming, that's the time you break into worship. That's the time you speak in tongues. And command your soul to come into alignment with your spirit. But there are people too who enjoy those moods. They wallow in self-pity. During those times, Satan can come and bombard your mind with all sorts of things. You are nothing. You, you are this, you are this. That's when you remember all the negatives in your life. And you are just down like that. And when the enemy comes and speaks, you counteract with the word of God. You speak back what the word of God has said concerning your life. That you are the head and not the tail. You are the first and not the last. There are times when the enemy just comes and just releases negatives into your mind. All the negatives in your life. The negatives in your work. The negatives in your academics. The negatives in your marriage. And these negatives, eh, they also destroy relationships and marriages first class. When the Bible calls the devil the accuser of the brethren, he doesn't only accuse us to God. Oh. He accuses us to each other. A marriage and a relationship can break easily when you accept the things Satan is whispering into your mind about your spouse. Because trust me, he will come and whisper things. All he's trying to do is that, look, everybody has negatives. So even though the positives may be more than the negatives, Satan can help you to concentrate on the negatives to the extent where when you see the person, all you see are negatives. You are angry with the person, you don't even understand why you are angry. And he'll bring back past memories of past hurts. It's one of his strongest weapons, trust me. When he sees, ah, this religion, you are happy, everything is fine. This is, say, hey, you, no, 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 no. You are too happy now. He'll come and whisper to you, do you remember? 2014 this is a, he said this to you he will replay it and replay it and replay it and this one i know everybody has experienced it before you end up feeling like the way you felt the day the thing happened fresh how many of i identify with what i'm talking about he'll come and remind you that on your birthday he didn't call you Even though he has a car and you called him to go and come and pick you and drop you at a certain place. He said he had work to do, but later he realized he was watching Manchester United play. And so you concluded that Manchester United is more important to him than you. <laughs> so Satan brings back those memories and whispers them. And whispers. We have to learn to shut Satan up. 
every believer must jesus realized that look this guy he came first time i used the word he went away second time third time he said no this guy is too tricky if i allow him to keep speaking into my mind if i don't take time i'll do whatever it is that he's looking for so he decided to exercise his authority you need to speak to satan then shut up satan keep quiet i know you are the one whispering these things into my mind hallelujah because look you can be there with a brother a roommate whoever and you will not be happy with the person all because satan is just reminding you of their negative you yourself too you have negatives you are not perfect you too when you pick something you put it somewhere that is not supposed to be put you understand sometimes we are too petty when the person this and the person changes the position say, hey, hey, hey that thing was here why did you you know you are you too you have your negatives if you consider the fact that you yourself you are not perfect you'll be more lenient with other people's weaknesses in fact it's one of the signs of pride when you can't tolerate other people's weaknesses even though you have your own hallelujah so we have to watch out for the voice of satan it can spoil so many things it can hey this thing was supposed to be interactive i've ended up talking 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 plenty like that you you need to silence it and i'm telling you families have been divided because of that voice of satan i've thought this thing before the difference between the voice of god and the voice of satan one of these is i'll go back to that topic you put ideas into your mind exaggerate the negatives so you are always angry with the person and you don't know why let me tell you when you are angry with somebody consistently it turns into hatred it turns into hatred and hatred is a very serious offense in god's sight because jesus christ came and said if you hate your brother you are what a murderer you may not have taken a knife to stab somebody in the heart before you may not have taken a gun and blown somebody's head before you may not have put poison in anybody's drink to kill him or her before but if you hate your brother you are like the one who has taken a knife and pierced somebody's heart and killed the person that is what the bible is saying and the bible is the standard by which you'll be judged it's just like the same way jesus said if you look at a woman lastfully you have already slept with her some people feel oh but this is so it is bible so there are people who may not be committing physical fornication but mental and spiritual fornication they are a champion And let me end on this note those of you who are now entering relationships are in relationships hoping for marriage you need to make it a point to keep your relationships clean before you take it to god hallelujah god you don't, you don't present marriage is basically that you are presenting thing, a thing to god would you do you want to present a dirty thing to god no so if you are misbehaving stop it it is possible to stop it hallelujah you know some people think ah this thing this i'm too used to it my boy look every appetite god created no matter how high it goes if you don't feed it eventually it will come down even hunger you can get to a point when you were fasting it, it got to certain where you like i'm going to die i'll go i'll die i'll die you'll be shaking like you can't think you become some way i'll die i'll die and you realize that not too long after that i'll die i'll die now suddenly it's like that is how every appetite is including sexual appetite every appetite is like if you don't feed it it will go down so the same way that you get to the point where if you don't eat you feel like you die you die when your hormones are crying in your body like you feel like no if i don't go and touch a woman if i don't go and do this this is something will happen to me trust me just navigate that corner you realize that it will, it will just disappear like that hallelujah take this and i'm telling you it will help you it will help you no matter every appetizer no matter how high it climbs it will come down it's like a mountain you go up it will come down 
so you decide that look every time it comes it can go higher it will come down it will go higher it will come down that is how you keep your life pure and be honest with each other in your relationship the things that make you think in a certain way you are not supposed to think i understand what i'm saying everybody and what causes them to start thinking impure thoughts yours may be different from mine yours may be different from somebody else's because sexual purity is important to god we are downplaying this thing in the church and because of that the kingdom of god is not seeing the move of god the way we are supposed to see it make it a point maybe you started compromising on a certain level already forgiveness and mercy is available hallelujah oh i said hallelujah don't keep quiet on me as if you don't know what i'm talking about <laughs> forgiveness and mercy are available they are available put the checks there the bricks there are times you meet your beloved and you know that they, your hormones are at the peak of the mountain it's not every day be had a trammy hug trammy hug you understand Ecclesiastes chapter 3 the Bible says there is a time for everything under the sun. Give me the verse 5. There's nothing in this world that the Bible doesn't use. Every day, give me Ecclesiastes chapter 5. A time to cast away stones and a time to gather stones. A time to what? Embrace. And a time to what? Refrain from embracing. This one is even embracing. No? <laughs> There's nothing in this world that the Bible doesn't have an answer for every day it is your culture every day there are times no no Charlie this thing will try me hard now it will take my mind into certain realms that I don't want to go to I pray that God will give you the grace and God will give you the self-control to keep your purity in the name of Jesus I pray that the Holy Spirit will, will so saturate your mind that there will be no space for evil thinking that the Holy Spirit will saturate your mind to the point where there will be no place for the voice of Satan to accuse your, your brothers, your sisters, your brethren to you to create unhappiness and dissatisfaction in your heart. Because a child of God cannot be there and you are always dissatisfied. My prayer for you is that God will make your ears sharp to what he is saying concerning your life. God will make your ears sharp concerning what he's saying concerning your family. God will make your ears sharp concerning what he's saying to you concerning your brother. I pray that mental strongholds will be broken today in the name of Jesus Christ of Nazareth. Any ungodly attachments today, we attack them in the mighty name of Jesus. And we command them to be broken. We command soul ties to be broken. We command the people of God to be set free from unholy alliances that speak against the purposes of God for their lives. I pray for you today that the hand of God shall rest upon you the hand of God will rest upon your relationship if you are in one the hand of God shall rest upon your marriage if you are in one where you need restoration in your marriage receive it today in the name of Jesus where you need restoration in your relationship receive it in the name of Jesus and for those that are not in relationships may the Lord make your spirit man sharp to be able to make the right decision with purpose in mind in Jesus name Take glory, Father, take glory, Son, take glory, Holy Spirit. In Jesus' most excellent name that we pray with thanksgiving. Amen. Shall I put our hands together for the Lord? We trust you have been blessed by this message. For more information, reach us on 024-873-7250 or on our Facebook page, The Overflow Worship Center. Stay blessed. Overflow! Oh,